2: Progressive Casualty Insurance
1: Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today.
1: This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips and share. For more information, check them out at ClipIt.tv or check them on Twitter at Clip it TV. You're listening
2: to BGN Radio.
0: Eagles outside linebacker Connor Barwin joins us.
2: I heard you guys are the best Eagles podcast there is out there in Philly, so I'm excited to talk
3: to you guys.
0: What's going on? Bleeding green! That is not the voice of John Barchard, not those deep Barry White and Ricky Ricardo mixed vocal tones that you've heard. Is a, That's the new moniker for John. I am James Seltzer hosting this episode 189 with a man who has spent far, far, far too long away from the BGN radio podcast. We get to see him on Saturdays at the WIP show, but we have not gotten a chance to get him on this podcast in way too long, the man, the originator, the star of the show, Mr. Brandon Lee and BLG, what's up, brother?
1: Hey, James. Glad to be here. You know, it's weird. It almost feels like I left Bleeding Green Nation and started writing for another site or something. What? It's, it's,
0: it's no. weird. Why have I not heard anything about this, Brandon? No, it's <laughs> funny, too, because I was just thinking that when I intro you. I was like... I didn't say that he works for Philly Magbirds 24-7. How about that? (laughs) That's how new it is. But, of course, Brandon uh, taking over for uh, our good buddy Tim McManus over there and uh, doing an awesome, awesome job so far. So, uh, Brandon – Brandon and I are going to uh, rock it out. We're going to talk some Steelers, talk some, uh, maybe a quarterback or or something that's going on around here. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to get some questions, some picks, but let me remind everyone before we get started because it is coming up. We all want to tell you about the Tapped Beer Festival. It is the ultimate craft beer festival coming to Elmwood Elmwood Park Zoo in Norristown this Saturday. So, a.k.a tomorrow okay september 24th the event will feature two four-hour session sessions featuring over a hundred beers It's a lot of beers wine and cider tastings will also be there food offerings animal encounters you can't beat getting drunk and encountering animals in a safe way i'm a, I'm a big proponent of that brandon yes. uh, and of course they are across the zoo's 16 acres some of the confirmed breweries include victory evil genius sly fox sam adams magic hat Trogues, rogue prism lagunitas and more. I drink all of those beers. They are all awesome. So I'm guessing the rest will be awesome as well. Tickets at Tap Philadelphia are on sale at Tappedfest.com slash Philly. That's tappedfest.com backslash Philly. Uh and early access tickets are also available. So provide uh access to the event one, hour one prior to general admission. So you get to get in there and be a VIP and get all the drinks before everybody else. Nothing wrong with that. And all attendees will receive a souvenir cup to sample what's on tap brandon that sounds pretty awesome huh
1: yes and that's t-a-p-p-e-d fest.com backslash philly
0: correct and fest with an f the way it is spelled not a ph type of you know fest type of thing it is it is just fest so uh, make sure you get out there brandon and i uh had a few beers together last weekend and it was pretty fun all right brandon (laughs) uh we'll keep those stories to ourselves and to the uh the few BGNers who who drifted out to Adobe in Philly. Shout out to Brian Coulter tearing Ice Cube to the ground. Uh, that was awesome. All right, BLG, let's jump in, man. We got a, a lot to talk about. We're going to get into the Steelers game in, in just a second. But, uh, you know, we haven't had you on the pod in a while. And, and our, you know, the listeners haven't really gotten a chance to hear your take on all that's happened the first two weeks, I mean, really the last time you were on the podcast, we had we didn't even know that Carson Wentz was going to be the starter of this team, much less that he would show us what he's shown in the first two weeks. So what's your general overall takeaway and kind of feel about this team right now, Brandon?
1: It's just crazy to me how quickly things have changed. I mean, we went from like being, oh, you know, the Eagles aren't this – they're just not really an interesting team. It's kind of a wasted year or, or, or an awkward year with Sam Bradford being here and everyone just wanting to see Carson Wentz, but they're not even going to get to see him. And, and not only were they not even get to get to see him, uh, you know, as like a, he wasn't even the backup. You know, he was the third-string guy. He wasn't going to be the number one replacement necessarily if, if Sam Bradford got hurt or something. You know, the Eagles obviously have Chase Daniel. So for him to just come in like this and then not only just – start but actually come in and play well and make history james he's making history (laughs) in like every game he's like the number one rated quarterback by pro football focus it's like ridiculous it went from being like i don't know this guy might not be ready to play in the nfl he only played at north dakota state and everything and now he's like arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league it's insane
0: it really is like insane is the only word for it, especially in this city with, you know, the the history we've had with quarterbacks. And obviously Donovan uh, probably doesn't get the due that, that he deserves, but he never got us over that hump, never got that Super Bowl trophy. And thus, you know, we're always thirsting for that. And to have this kid come in, especially come in so unexpectedly and so quickly, just look like such an adult out there and so mature and poised and tough and just You know what? Good at football. He's got a cannon, and he makes the right reads and the right throws, and he just seems so unbelievably in control both of the huddle and of the offense and really of his entire team. Uh, yeah, Brent, it's crazy. I said multiple times here that my, my opinion of the season really took a complete 180 when that trade went down and when we had the future to look at in our face. Uh, and then just to see how, how poised and how good he's been and that he can make all the throws. And like I said, man, just the, the, I mean, for me, how impressed have you been with not just what we've seen on the field, but the leadership, the the mental ability, the ability to kind of step in here and really kind of bring this team together, Brandon?
1: You know, it's kind of funny. Uh, I, I don't, I think it's it might sound silly, but I just feel like this kid has it. You know what yes, I mean? Like he just yes. has it. And it's like that's just like a feel thing. That's it's not something you can really put in the stats or anything. It just it just feels like he has it. I mean, again, it's two games, whatever, but I mean this this kid just seems wired the right way. He just inspires confidence. It's just like again, it comes into a feel thing. You're just watching him play and you have that confidence in him and his teammates have his confidence in him. You know, I've heard Jordan Matthews talk about how You know, you have a guy like Jason Peters who's been in the NFL forever and, and, you know, obviously not like just not – I wouldn't say the most, you know, easy guy to win over in the locker room necessarily. You know, he's a big, tough guy, and you have to prove it to him to earn Jason Peters' respect. And and Carson Wentz has Jason Peters' respect. I mean, this this kid is coming in here. He's impressing not only the coaches and everyone but his teammates as well. Uh, And it's just crazy how – his success has changed not only the outlook of this season, but just the the franchise in general. I mean, this this is something the Eagles haven't had since the days of Donovan McNabb, which feel like forever ago. You know, the Eagles tried so many different things, uh, Michael Vick and Sam Bradford and Nick Foles and Kevin Cobb and whatever, and none of it worked, and now it just finally feels like like the Eagles have... And Philly fans have their guy. It's like this is our guy now. You know what I mean? It's like they haven't had that forever and now it looks like they could and it's it's just it could be the beginning of a great era of Philadelphia football.
0: Yeah, Brandon, I'll even take it a step further in that it has not just changed the team and, and the fandom. It's it's almost changed this city, man. Like, it is a, a insane, like, it's almost like we're trying to go from, like, Negadelphia to Posadelphia here because, <laughs> you know, it, it really is, man. There's just so much excitement surrounding it, and it's been such, like, an instant you know hit and obviously both nationally and and really you know locally and and the football writers you're hearing every single day this is the best rookie I've scouted this that all kinds of stuff that um it's really hard not to just be heartened by it and and what you said I think is a great point because it'd be one thing if it were just numbers or if it were just you know finding a way to get through games or whatever but he's passing the eye test both as a leader and as a football player. So uh, I'm with you, man. This is uh, uh, the most exciting thing that's happened to me as a football fan in, in a really long time. And, and, I think all Eagles fans should really just be willing to get excited about this and buy in, and and we'll get into it. We're going to talk Steelers in just a few minutes because, um, look, you know, we've said it, we've said it, we've said it, and it hasn't proven true yet, but at some point, Carson Wentz will make a mistake. You know, no, no quarterback in the history of the game has ever gone their career without making mistakes, Um, so so they're coming, but... Man, uh, you know, just it's such a fun ride already, and, and we, this is the beginning, so um, it, it's a really exciting time, Brandon. Uh, before we jump over to the Steelers, there's there's one other kind of aspect, and we talked about it on the Sunday show on WIP. Uh, you can catch us there. Excuse me, Saturday show. You can catch us there again this Saturday, at four to six p.m. Uh, Brandon, we talked about the fact that with all this hype and all this excitement. Uh, Doug Peterson has kind of slid under the radar a little bit and uh, I know that you feel very similar to me in that I've been extremely impressed with what I've seen from this guy so far
1: yeah and especially relative to expectations James you know yes. we were kind of kind of making fun of him and that and we weren't big fans of the hire and everything but I mean he's come in here and he's made us look pretty foolish so far I mean uh he's come in here and he's He's just been refreshing, I think the word would be to describe him. I mean, you look at the end of the Chip Kelly era, and it just got so stale. You know, everyone was talking about how it's just the same four plays on offense over and over again, and how everything was just broken, and, and how the players didn't like Chip, or he didn't have the best communication with them or everything. And it just feels like... Somehow, in one offseason, in one off season, and obviously the winning and going two and zero helps with this, but it just feels like a lot of those issues are suddenly corrected, or at least they're on their way. It feels like uh, the Eagles are on the right track now in those areas. I mean, the offense looks as creative as ever. I mean, you're seeing different looks. You're seeing Doug Peterson be more aggressive on fourth down than Chip Kelly ever was, which is insane because you know Chip. Kelly had the reputation of being the guy who likes to go for it on fourth down. They call him big Balls ship. We never saw that in Philadelphia. I feel like, like, obviously he, uh, they I, they must have gotten a fourth down conversion at one point. But I, I can't even remember when. Like, it doesn't even stick out. And Doug Peterson comes in here, and he goes four for four, and he's like, you know, riverboat Doug all of a sudden. And it's just <laughs> like, it's so funny how, you know, not only, we talked about earlier about how Carson Wentz just, you know, coming in as, third string quarterback to suddenly being like awesome and and being the starter and it's like the same thing with Doug Doug comes in as being like you know a lot of people are ranking him as the worst coach in the NFL and everything and there's like no buzz around this guy at all no other teams interviewed him or even really even uh, there was no sign that any team really even wanted to interview him and all of a sudden like he's like coming out and he's like this rock
0: star coach it's like insane again It is. Insane is really the word of the pod, the word of the week, the word of the few weeks. But you make some great points, Brandon, because he did come in, and and obviously that first press conference, first of all, just the way he came in, the way he was, you know, not uh, no other teams went after him, and, and the whole Gase thing, and then the McAdoo thing, and it just, it didn't sit right, especially, you know, with the whole seemingly wanting to relive the Andy Reid years. And then Doug comes in and has that first media appearance and, and, he just looks, you know, he didn't handle it well. And, and man, are we getting a different guy than we expected? I, you know, I, I like to point it out. We talked about it a little bit on the WIP show, but um, you tweeted out that, that mic'd up video of Peterson. And it really struck me, John Barger and I actually watched it. And in, uh, in the cab on the way over to that Saturday show, and we were just, blown away by how loose Doug was, and how uh, in command he was, and it was of the Browns game, and just from Jump Street, this guy just looked like he was having fun, and and was totally comfortable leading, and being the the guy, and running around, and like interacting with players in a way that we never saw from Chip, it is really funny, the Chip parallels, look, they're going to be present no matter what, you know, if nothing else for the fact, then he was the coach prior, but Obviously, the way the whole Chip era kind of, I don't even know if it deserves to be called an era, but the way that the couple of years with Chip ended up, it really, um, three years with Chip ended up, it really, you know, was was, it's gonna be judged off of that no matter what, but, um, Doug has really done a lot of the things that we wanted from chip. We wanted that big balls guy. We wanted that guy to come in and just have the chutzpah and the guts and, and also look at the game a little bit differently. And man, you want to go back to that mic'd up video, the the amount of times that Peterson's talking about percentages and, and stats and psyche of defenses. I mean, this guy's thought about everything. This is not just someone who's coming in and and flying by the seat of his pants or, or leaning on people. Uh, Brandon, I, I've also gotten the impression from the way he talks, the way he acts, and obviously the, the creativity we've seen in the, the offense so far, this guy really knows football, man.
1: He's a football guy, James. <laughs> I mean, how many times?
0: Yes, <laughs> he is. He's a heck of a football guy. How many
1: times do we hear that about Chip Kelly? I mean, Chip Kelly loves that word, right? And he loves that <laughs> yeah. phrase, But he really is. I mean, yeah, he's you're right here. Uh, and we talk about the offense being creative. I mean, just look at that like Nelson Aguilar play on uh, against the Bears you know, Aguilar's coming in motion, and the defensive back's kind of, like, following with him, and all of a sudden, Aguilar, instead of, like, keep going through motion and going to the other side of the field, he just runs back to where he was, the Bears defensive back, like, kind of just who's going through the motions, totally falls asleep, doesn't even realize it, and uh, went through a pass that was a little too high, but still, I mean, Aguilar gets a gain like that, and it's, it's not, like, a huge play, it's not, like, uh, You know, this is, Doug is some mastermind genius because of that, but it's just like little things like that we didn't see out of Chip, and it's refreshing to see. I mean, the Eagles are getting better production out of these players. I mean, they're not getting awesome production because, you know, Aguilar and both Jordan Matthews, you know, they've had some drop issues and things like that, Uh, so there's still issues with the talent level, but... Uh, I think Doug Peterson is really getting the most of his players, and that's what coaching is all about, right? I mean, you, you want to get the most out of these guys. You know, it's crazy to think about it, but like in the back of my mind, I keep thinking, and it's early. Again, the Eagles have only beaten the Browns and the Bears, but I keep thinking to myself, like, Doug Peterson could be head coach of the year, like, and and that's crazy to me.
0: Yeah, look, we, uh, we had all long said that we did not think they were going to contend for this division, and – if they win this division, I find it hard to believe that there's any other coach in the league who is going to have as impressive a resume for Coach of the Year as Doug Peterson will. And you know what? Right now, you'd have to say they they are at least – there's potential. Like, they could win the division, which just feels weird to say. But um, uh, we're going to jump into the series here. But I, I just a really good point there because um, that is what you want out of a coach. You want a coach to get the best out of his guys. And And flipping it back to Carson, I also feel like – that's what you want out of a quote-unquote franchise quarterback, and you know, as from everything I've seen, he has made everyone around him better. Um, so if you have a coach and a quarterback who can do that, and again, it's two games, but um, you know, the the results are very, very positive so far. And and if you have that, that that's that's all you need in this league, and then you build around that. So um, Brandon, let's let's find a way. I mean, we've been really positive here, and there's no reason not to. But um, this is a big matchup coming up this week, and it's a matchup that. A few weeks ago, you, you would have thought they have zero chance to win this game, and now you know the line opens at five and a half. It moves to three and a half. There's money coming in on the Eagles, Carson Wentz. Everyone's starting to believe, but uh, this is still the Steelers, Brandon. So so when we look at this game, kind of where does your your mind go right away? Obviously that the the defense versus Roethlisberger is a big matchup, but this is also easily the best defense that Wentz has played.
1: Yeah, I think it. it my mind automatically does go to the Steelers' offense. I mean, I think I've. Like tweeted out this stat i've written it in like five articles in a row that i've written on birds 24 7 but it keeps coming back to that that the steelers have scored almost 32 points per game like something like 31.7 in their last 10 regular season games now james i don't know if you follow <laughs> football closely but 30 almost 32 points a game is a lot of points to be averaging yeah, per game no, it's really and impressive. And they're doing it, you know, without, especially this season, without key guys. There's no Le'Veon Bell there. There's no Martavis Bryant. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's crazy how, you know, the Steelers can lose key players like this and the offense doesn't miss a beat. I mean, uh, it's going to be a big challenge for this Eagles defense, that which has allowed the least points in the NFL so far. James, I know you and John have been kind of talking about how you know, for as well as the Eagles defense has played statistically, kind of doesn't maybe pass the semi-test. It's not like they've been bad, but it's like you're not getting the sense that they've been, you know, that good. They're not like some elite unit yet. But uh, it's going to be big test for them. They're going to have to get pressure on Big Ben, which is, you know, a lot easier said than done. I think the Steelers' offensive line has improved, especially from what it's been in the past. Uh, it's it's going to be a real tough challenge.
0: Yeah. Who would have thought Alejandro Villanueva starting left tackle in the NFL? I don't think many of us saw that coming when uh, Chip brought him in almost like a flyer as a, the, the former army vet. And that guy is the starting left tackle for the Pittsburgh Steelers and has played he's really good. well. Yeah, yeah, he's played really well. That, Like you said, it's a, I would say a top five, top seven offensive line in the league. It's going to be a a real difficult test, easily the most difficult test so far for this D-line. And like you said, Brandon, with a guy like Big Ben there, they're going to not only have to get pressure on him, they're going to have to get pressure on him with four guys at times because, I mean, I do not they're not going to stop Antonio Bryant no matter what, and we'll get into that in a second. But, um, you know, even if you try and throw multiple guys at him, D'Angelo Williams has been really good. Sammy Coates hasn't been great, but him and Marcus Wheaton can go deep. Eli Rogers has proven to be a nice slot receiver. Jesse James has even been doing an all right job from the tight end position for them. So um, it's certainly the most potent offense the Eagles have seen yet. Uh, I think that, look, when it comes down to it, if they can stop Antonio Brown, and again, I I have very, very difficult time figuring out how they could possibly do that. Uh, but if they can, I think that's probably a very – easy way to to win this football game do you see any chance that they could shut down antonio brown or that passing game in general
1: shut down no i mean they're just the sealers are going to get theirs at some point i think you really just have to hope you can keep them in check like again not like just not let him go crazy and have some kind of field day on the secondary here but I, I really think you're kind of just hoping that uh the eagles can kind of just keep it so it's, it's you can kind of just limit the damage as opposed to stopping it completely because I just I can't see that happening I mean uh, especially you look at this Eagles secondary and it it, it seems like uh, Jalen Mills will be starting once again or Ron Brooks depending on how the Eagles figure it out you know my boy Leotis McKelvin hasn't practiced this week so far I think he might try to practice on Friday yeah it's a big loss (laughs) but I mean we saw we've seen some issues in the secondary so far I mean uh, you know you look last week against the Bears and Cutler had that big completion to Al- Alshon Jeffrey after Jalen Mills kind of, you know, bit on the double the double move. Uh, you saw it week one with RG3, even under throwing guys. Corey Coleman had that deep catch. Terrell Pryor as well. Uh, so the Eagles are vulnerable to getting beat deep like that, as we've seen. And, you know, that's going to be an issue. The Steelers are going to take their chances. Big Ben is going to, you know, if you don't get him down, because, I mean, he, you, you can't just pressure him, you know, and expect him to throw the ball away or make it bad. throw something. like He's going to hold on to that ball as long as he possibly can, and he's going to extend plays, and he'll be looking to make those big plays down the field.
0: All right, let's flip it to the other side of the ball, Brandon, and obviously we've talked a lot about Carson Wentz. Um, give me your thoughts on Wentz against his defense the best one he's faced yet Uh, but also who else needs to step up this week offensively where do you see if like you just said they're going to have to try and mitigate that damage on defense but the Steelers will get theirs that stat you gave out is pretty impressive so it's hard to believe that Pittsburgh is not going to score points Um, assuming they do how does the Seagulls offense keep up with them outside of just Wentz you know being awesome
1: I think it's going to take Wentz being awesome again because you look at uh, the Eagles' run game, and it really hasn't been a, effective in terms of uh, efficiency. You know, they've run, they ran for 133 in the first game. They ran for 100 last game. But they're only averaging like 3.5 yards per carry, which ranks about like 21st in the NFL. And one issue, which I wrote about today, uh, is how the Eagles are kind of, you know, the, the third down issues they're having. They're The, the average distance on third down that the Eagles are facing is 8.8 yards. You know, that's a long distance. The, the Eagles are facing a lot of third and longs, and Frank Reich talked about it today. You know, the Eagles need to do a better job of staying in phase, meaning, you know, like getting that those couple yards on first down so you're not, you know, facing second and long, and then getting some yards on second down so you're not facing second and long, and then you're third and long. So uh, the Eagles need to do a better job of, you know, getting off early, and I feel like the run game is going to be key there. You now the flip side of that is that uh, – <laughs> The Steelers are good at stopping the run. And very that's, good, again, yeah. yeah. they. I think they uh, allow something like the fifth least yards per rush attempt uh, opponent-wise. Uh, Frank Reich talked about how the, the Steelers are very good at stopping the run. But I feel like uh, for as good as Carson's been, and he's been great, and I think you know he can continue to have some of that success, but when you're asking him you know, to take on the Steelers offense that's averaging so many points – I can't, you know, I just don't think he can do it all by himself. I feel like, you know, the run game has to kind of step up here and kind of carry some of the burden and help him out.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. I just I don't know if it happens like you said. That Steelers run defense is is pretty stout and there is a big disadvantage for them in the secondary. They are not good as far as defending the pass goes, at least comparatively. Last year, one of the worst in the league against it. So um, I, I'm okay with them relying on Carson to kind of carry the game plan and and them airing it out because I do think that is the best and perhaps only way to really beat this Steelers defense. But having said that, I think you're absolutely right, Brandon. And here's the key. Look, if that running game can't get going, which – like I said, I, I really don't have high hopes for. In my mind, it's going to come down to that O-line. And, and they struggled against a worse Bears defensive front in terms of keeping Carson healthy, not healthy, excuse me, keeping Carson hit free and, and what ultimately could be healthy. And that's my biggest fear. You know, we were. I read that article that he wrote as well, and, and Wright talked about the passing, uh, the third downs and the running game and needing to get that going. But um, he also uh, commented on the fact that Uh, Wentz does need to to not take some of those hits, and that, honestly, it's my biggest worry with the kid moving forward right now, and I I think that's probably pretty ubiquitous across the fan base, but let's get back to that O-line because that does play a role in it. You know, you know, I don't I don't even know what to say. I mean, is Jason Kelsey done? Like, can this guy play football again? And we're going to get to calls in just a second. And our first call, Brendan from New York, uh, wants to touch on another subject but does lead his call talking about Jason Kelsey and wondering whether, you know, is it just a system thing or can this guy not be successful in the league?
1: You know, well, we talked about it, James, last week with John uh, <laughs> with the, the pimple or wart. <laughs> and I think we both said pimple, you and I, and I think John said wart. I don't know if, if that's how it shook out, but, you know, it's it's a problem. I mean, he's not playing well. Obviously, he had those two penalties, which really killed a drive early in the Chicago game. I think he kind of picked it up a little bit from there. Obviously, I think he struggled overall, but, you know, I don't think he was a total disaster in the sense that, like, the Eagles needed to bench him immediately. And I don't think benching him is necessarily even the answer. You know, like, I don't know how much better St- Stefan. Newski is going to be, and, and Isaac Suomalo isn't even really ready to play right now. So uh, it's it's kind of like a situation where the Eagles are kind of just going to have to let Kelsey fight through it. And he, he deserves that anyway. You know, he's been around here long enough. He's played at a high level in the past. Uh, you can't just abandon him after two weeks, especially when you're already 2-0. and uh, they're, they're just going to have to try to fight through it. It's not going to be ideal. Uh I think maybe Kelsey could be a little bit better when he's not going up against three f- these huge massive three four nose tackles such as Danny Shelton and Eddie Goldman, and maybe he starts to play some th- four th- or four three teams you know that aren't shading the nose tackle right over him uh, maybe we'll see him a little bit better there, but yeah, the long term projection for Jason Kelsey isn't looking good you know he's uh if he's going to continue to struggle, obviously he was at a down year last year. It's not looking good, and the Eagles might have to turn to sumalo or someone else in the future.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm very uh, uh, bearish about his future based on what we've seen, based on this system. But I, I think you're absolutely right. There is no choice but for him uh, to turn it around this season, or for you know that line to struggle because. Um, I don't have high hopes for Lane Johnson winning his suspension appeal, uh, which would likely force Wisniewski. I don't know if, like you said, Samala's ready. That probably forces Wisniewski into that guard spot and Barber out to the outside unless they want to go with Tobin on the outside. Um, So either way, having Jason Kelsey perform is going to be imperative, both for this line and team success and also for keeping Carson Wentz unmarred uh, moving both for the rest of the season and obviously into the future. So uh, I'm with you hundred percent. And, and just for the, the, I know there's some, some Stefan Wisniewski uh, fans out there. He's, he's not a good player. I know that he started a lot of games and that could be a somewhat of a misleading stat. He started a lot of games on bad offensive lines. So um, I, I look, can he fill in and be all right? I, I think so. Uh, but he is certainly nothing close to a long-term answer there either. All right, Brandon, uh, we will uh, kind of touch on some more Steeler stuff as we go here. And if you want to hear more in-depth Steeler stuff, again, four to six on Saturday, John Barchard, and myself, and Brandon are going to be breaking down the Steelers-Eagles game on Sports Radio WIP. But, Brandon, let's go to the phones, as we like to do on the WIP show. Let's bring it in. We actually have five calls today, a lot of action. So let's start off with Brandon, as I mentioned before. Brandon calling in from New York.
2: Hey, guys, big fan. Nice to see you moving and growing. Uh, It's Brandon from upstate New York, huge fan of life. So I have some sadness watching Kelsey Watching him, I don't think it's a deterioration necessarily to him, but a change of systems. And you know, I think he was better when he used the second level speed and run game and screens. But now, with a lot of pass happy off stands and the stand and plant, uh, it's not working for him. So it's, it's sad to see his deterioration. I know there's a lot of talk about it, and that's sort of my take on it. But I have a question for you guys. I'd like to see if you can do a little comparison for me and uh, answer a question with: Would you prefer the current receiving core or the old? James Thrash, and uh, Pinkston, whatever third rotation guy they found on a different yearly basis, and a small batch and other various names.
0: All right, BLG, so we heard the Kelsey thing, you know, he he kind of basically said the same thing we did, and he's kind of, you know, even going a little further with, with liking Kelsey a lot in what he can do in the second level and stuff like that, but obviously as of right now the system uh, that he's in is it does not seem to be playing to his strengths so uh we, we touch on that though the real question that brendan had to ask obviously uh which would you take Brandon? i mean it's it's scary that we can even compare but you know would you take those james thrash todd pinkston receiver x in the third spot not fred x he you know said any receiver we want um or or would you go with this receiving core
1: oh man I feel like this one, because they're younger guys, and maybe the potential is yes. there to get better. <laughs> and Aguilera has that first round pedigree and things like that, but it's it's not a it's not a fun choice.
0: Yeah, honestly, I think I think right now, just in terms of of right now specifically where they're at, I actually think the Thrash Pinkston core is probably better because at least we knew what that they would give at least some level of consistency. But, uh, look, Jordan Matthews is better than any of those guys, probably already. Uh, And I think that, you know, the rest of the receiving core at least has a chance to get there, especially a guy like Aguilar. So uh, I think I would probably take the guys now, especially if I were thinking, you know, years into the future. But sadly, like you said, Brandon, is not quite as obvious as you would think going in. All right, let's go out. Our buddy from Cincinnati, Craig Cullinan going on, gents? It is Craig from Cincinnati. Uh, I just wanted to say
2: uh, it's kind of a little interesting to notice that um, the Eagles scored 29 points. Today is my birthday on the 22nd. Is that a coincidence? I think not. They did a heck of a great game against the Bears. I think it's going to be a tough ta- challenge, but it's going to be close. But However, I think Pittsburgh's going to win this one, unfortunately. I'd say probably about by eight points, possibly, I don't know, something to that spread. But I think we'll still see a decent showing from one. So it should be interesting to see. You know, I hope they win, but I just realistically don't think it's going to happen. Take it easy, guys.
0: All right, Brandon. Craig, happy birthday. First of all, sir, 29, 29, 29. That's exciting. It was, uh, Craig's birthday, the 22nd, which was yesterday, of course. And uh, we shout, happy birthday shout out for the 29th. It is interesting, Brandon. Uh, you know, one of those just weird quirks, but 29 points the first two weeks, um, potential to score 29 points every game of the season, which has never been done, uh, believe it or not. I don't even need to look that up. I just know it. Um, but, Brandon, uh, Craig's Craig's pretty down on the the opportunity to beat the Steelers and and we'll give our picks on Saturday at WIP but um, he thinks they'll play them tough Uh, you know are you kind of in that same boat obviously without giving the pick away or or without saying do you think this could be a blowout one way or the other I
1: feel like you know if you're an Eagles fan you should feel like this team has a chance to win I mean the Eagles are home the Steelers haven't won a game in Philadelphia since like 1965 or something they're 0-8 uh, and the way Carson Wentz is playing, you know, if you have a good quarterback, that changes everything, and this defense, you know, again, they're, they will have the least points in the NFL. I'm not saying the Eagles should be favored to win this game, but I'm, I'm saying they should have a shot, yeah. All
0: right, I agree, and we will uh, we will get into that a little more, as we said, on Saturday, and here are picks as well with Kyle Scott of Cross and Broad as well. All right, Ben in Maryland calling in. Hey, this
2: is Ben. I'm uh, from Maryland, and I have a quick question. Uh, is there any eagles I should start this next week in fantasy? Uh, Thank you for your time.
0: Uh, Ben, I'll field this one. Uh, If anyone wants to check out my This Week in Fantasy podcast, it comes out every week, uh, usually on Friday or Saturday. Sigmund Bloom joins me every week of footballguys.com. He is insanely smart, significantly smarter than I am, uh, and also a a very good talker. So that's always fun, so check that out. But um, as far as it goes, Ben, in terms of fantasy eagles this week, Uh, Obviously, you know, uh, I think Wentz is starting to move towards that territory where you actually start to consider him, uh, but uh, likely you have better options on your team right now. But uh, again, it's a sneaky play against this Pittsburgh secondary. Uh, But Jordan Matthews is, is for me the clear best play on the Eagles this week. Uh, because of that matchup with that secondary. He had a bit of a quiet night against Chicago, but if he catches that 50-yard bomb from Carson Wentz, all of a sudden it's a monster night fantasy-wise for J-Matt. So I, I think Matthews against his secondary is a nice matchup. And uh, uh, we, I'm not as bullish on the running backs this week, but as we mentioned last week, and, and if you did it in like DFS or whatever, it worked out pretty well for you because he scored a touchdown Trey Burton, I think it's almost definite that Zach Ertz will not be out there again on Sunday. Trey Burton is is a part of the offense, and and when he got a shot last week, he answered the bell, and that usually means that you get another shot. So uh, I feel pretty good about Trey Burton as a sneaky tight end play. All right, Brandon, uh, let's get. Do you have any fantasy or, uh, thoughts on that as well, or you just want to let me roll with that one?
1: Trey Burton is the best player See, in the NFL. See, look at that. NFL. You're
0: the best player in the history of the <laughs> – come on, man. You can't forget history. All right, let's go out to our buddy Matt Grumbecht. Hey, BGN Radio crew. This is Matt Grumbecht from Lancaster. Uh,
2: man, I'm a big fan of you guys. You're doing awesome things with this podcast. So congratulations on all your success. Um, yeah, what a difference uh, one week makes. So much for tempering your expectations on the rookie quarterback as he comes out and smokes the Browns. Uh, I'm just so encouraged because like here's a guy that the main knock on him was that his level of competition has been, you know, substandard or whatever. And he came out in an NFL game against a good defensive coordinator and I mean, he had a, a few mistakes, but otherwise just looked every bit the part of a franchise quarterback. And, uh, I'm trying to temper my expectations. So hopefully you guys can help me do that, uh, with maybe a little realism in this episode, but, um, you know, he looked really good. I'm sky high on him. So uh, I guess my question for you guys is, what do you think you would like to see next from him uh, if he's going to take a step forward to improve? What do you think uh, he can improve, and what would you like to see him improve on to take the next step? Uh, thanks, guys, for taking my call. Uh, best of
0: luck. Matt, thank you. Uh, we love Matt. We love all you guys. Anyone who takes the time to call us and, and words of kindness and all that, we are blown away and grateful to all you guys. And honestly, uh, we, me, Brandon, and John uh, used to do this with the thought that no one was listening, not even our mothers would listen. Uh, and now we uh, we got lots of people listening and it's, um, we are just grateful every second for it. So thank you. And uh, Matt, obviously we appreciate all of your input, uh, uh, big time input. Uh, to the show, so um, uh, obviously, uh, kind of asking for a little, a little bit of a, a realism boost here. I don't know if we've done a very good job for that, Matt, because we are are certainly blown away by Carson Wentz and Peterson in this whole thing. But um, speaking about moving into this week, as he asked Brandon, um, what is it that you want to see from Wentz, as Matt asked that that you can see him improve on this week to kind of start taking another step, as he seems to take a step every time he steps on that field.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about it, and I almost feel like I can't <laughs> I can't think of anything because he's been so good. But no, there there obviously is stuff where he can improve. I mean, uh, I kind of want to see him take less hits. I think we all want to see him. Yeah, take that's less hits. that's it. That's my only um, one. I, I, well, I kind of want to see him run a little bit more too. And as I, know, I know that sounds kind of funny saying that. I want to see him get hit less.
0: <laughs> yeah, a little antithetical, but but roll but, with uh,
1: it. but I feel like there's times when you know the opportunity is there, and I feel like the Eagles have kind of been intentionally. Uh, you know uh, cautious with that they don't want him taking off and I'm not asking him you know to go out there and rush for 100 yards or something but I feel like there are times you know maybe where uh, he, he can get an easy 10 and slide down or something like that and I think you know little gains like that could make a difference in a game where you know you're gonna need you might need every yard you can in a game and trying to match the Steelers offense.
0: Yep, I agree, but for me, it's, look, all, I think all that stuff's going to come, I'm, I'm. what we've seen is light years ahead of what I expected, protect your fucking body, Carson, seriously, I'm not even kidding, it felt like when he was getting hits, like I was getting hit, like every <laughs> hit, I'm like, oh, my side, oh, you know, it's like, that's how invested I am, so um, please protect your body, dude, and even, look, Frank Greg said it, they all know it, hey, I understand if, if you need that yard, you are, you are who you are, Carson, you are a a man's man, you're tough, you want that yard, I get it. But when it's a difference between, you know, a third and five or a third and seven and the difference is you running out of bounds or getting pummeled and flipped over, run the fuck out of bounds. Okay, Carson, good. All right, let's move on. Our last call of the night.
2: So I'm watching episode 186. Love you guys, by the way. Um, we got to work on an intro, what's going on with the Green Nation. Come on, get better than that. And number two, can we bring back Brandon? we all miss him. All right. Thanks, man. Good one. I'll finish the show.
0: Look at that. He asked for BLG on the podcast. What do we do? We give him BLG on the podcast. (laughs) How about that? I I swear to God, that was not planted. That was not, you know, there was no synergy here. Is that
1: appointment podcasting? He wanted
0: Brandon back on the podcast. We didn't even hear the call. We said, we're bringing Brandon back. So, uh, yeah. So, But um, we, we really appreciate the kind words as well. And and give Matt a break on the, the what's going on, Bleeding Green Nation, because as you heard at the beginning of this podcast, I suck at it too. We all suck at it because John, again, Barry White, Ricky Ricardo had a baby, and it's John's voice. Okay, so no one else can do that. That's why it's so awesome. So, uh, you know, we'll all work on the what's going on, Bleeding Green Nations, but no one will ever, ever, ever do it. Like Johnny. All right, and uh, again, thank you for all the calls. We really, really appreciate everyone calling in. It means the world to us. And uh, Brandon, we've uh, we've gotten into some stuff here about the Eagles and Steelers, but uh, we got to look around the rest of the league real quickly, though, before we do. Let me remind everyone that uh, at DraftKings.com, you don't need to come in first place to cash in. The player who finished 800 in week one's biggest fantasy football contest took home 100 bucks. That's 800th place. This weekend, DraftKings is hosting another huge fantasy contest with over $1 million in total prizes up for grabs. DraftKings is the destination for one-week fantasy football. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. Play whenever you want with the players that you want. And you just pick the contest, draft the team, and follow the action live. You can renew old rivalries with friends, family, and coworkers to find out who the superior GM really is, whatever your level of fantasy expertise, DraftKings has something for everyone. So don't wait. Get to DraftKings.com now and choose your players for this weekend's contest. You can enter the promo code BGN. We have our own promo code there, which is pretty awesome because nice. I love DFS. So this is cool. Uh, enter the promo code BGN, uh, play, and you can play for your free first deposit. How about that? You can play for free with your first deposit. Uh, again, that's promo code BGN to play for for free with your share to win over one million dollars in total prizes this weekend only at draftkings.com draftkings.com eligibility restrictions may apply see website for details so brandon how about we go from stuff you can make money on with football knowledge to stuff where we basically just get ripped when we're wrong with football knowledge how about we make some nfl picks
2: hit me it's time to ring the bell And place some bets.
3: Hey, I don't want your money punching my money.
2: Here come
1: our NFL picks.
3: Here comes the money.
2: Here we go. Money
3: talks. Here comes the money.
0: All right, BLG, so I am coming off one of the all-time worst picking performances in the history of picking a strong 0 for 3 for me. I, th- that's why I'm most surprised that John is not here, because I really, really expected him to take the opportunity to gloat on his undefeated weekend. Uh, He's certainly gloated enough on Twitter and on our text thread and this and that, so <laughs> it's probably nice not to hear his voice gloating here, but John did go 3-0, and and uh, I'll blame the bell. Uh, I just got too into ringing it, Brandon. I was just like... He kept making picks, and I didn't even care what I was saying. I was just ringing the bell because it's so much fun to have the bell back, Brandon. So, uh, but this week, I'm going to do it naturally. I have my teams picked ahead of time. I will not cheat just to ring the bell. So hopefully, uh, we will be different, which is probable because you're usually very good at this, and I'm usually very bad at this. So uh, likely we'll be on opposite sides. Brandon, why don't we uh, why don't we start off heading out to old Cincinnati, where our good friend Craig is from, hosting the Denver Broncos, the Bengals, a three and a half point favorite at home against that defense. Brandon, what do you think?
1: Hmm, I'll take Cincy. They're the home team. Uh, I feel like the Bengals. Get this done. Uh, I know the Denver defense. Everyone wants to talk about it. I feel like they haven't been good, as the reputation is. I was looking at some of the, like their their stats on football outsiders and everything. I only think they rank around 14th or something. It's it's, it's lower than you would expect uh, for the hype of the Denver defense. Uh, the silenced by James is kind of scaring me, and I feel like he's gonna ring the bell here. But I'm gonna take Cincy to win. The there, bell! There you know what?
0: I was ringing the bell, and I'm so happy you let me do it. I have Denver circled on my sheet here, and, and I actually really like the Bengals. I think uh, I predicted them to go to the Super Bowl. Not feeling so good about that, but I'm going to stick with it. But um, I've just been impressed by this Denver D.I. I saw those numbers as well, but the eye test, watching these guys, it, uh, you know, I know Carolina ran the ball in them week one, but they shut it down when it mattered, and they, they made Andrew Luck look uh, I don't know, like um, Jared Goff probably would look like if he started oh, an NFL oh. game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I just love what this defense is doing. I, I think Trevor Simeon might be okay as an NFL quarterback. And um, uh, again, I, I honestly, what it is, is, is it's that half point for me. I would have had a much tougher time making the decision. I think the Bengals might win the game, but uh, it feels like a three-point game to me one way or the other. So I am grabbing that half point. All right, Brandon, let's uh, let's head down to somewhere where there might not be as much positivity as up here. Uh, the Gus Bus is it in trouble, Brandon, in Jacksonville? And a
3: atrocious
0: performance against uh, uh, what we thought to not be a very good Chargers team. Who knows how the season plays out? But um, very disappointing start from Jacksonville. They are hosting the 2-0 Ravens this week. That game's a pick which scares me as well, Brandon. Uh, which direction are you heading on this one?
1: I think that's crazy to pick him. I mean, this 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 Jacksonville team looks bad. They're what? Why would? It, why would this be even? Why would? I mean, how? Is well, it's the, in Jacksonville,
0: we... so it's a, they're essentially saying that the Ravens are three points better.
1: Right. I just even still, I just feel like the Ravens should be favored in this one. I know they didn't look great against the Browns last week, but man, the, the Jags. Come on, I can't take them. I have to take the Ravens. Not again!
0: Ring the Bell again! Oh, no. I can't believe this! I really, honestly, I came in, I was like, I'm not going to ring the bell at all, I'm just going to make my picks. <laughs> this screwed me last week, and, and I can't get away from it. This it just feels like one of those games where where one team needs it so bad, their coach's job may be on the line with a bye week coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, I just feel like this Jacksonville team, I, I was never one of those guys who's like, well, I love what they're building down there, but I did think that they are Getting better, at least from a talent perspective, and I certainly don't think they're as bad as the team we saw last week. Baltimore, I mean, they beat Cleveland, and they they barely, barely beat Buffalo. They were down 20 to two to Cleveland, no less. Um, so I don't think the Ravens are that good either. This one is more of a of a Jacksonville home team needing the win more. I'm gonna take the Jags. All right, Brandon, let's round it out with. Uh, Maybe the second-best coach on the Chiefs uh, from last season in Andy Reid. What? Uh, As uh, the Jets in town, uh, we got a couple of one-on-one squads, uh, an even minus three for the Chiefs. Uh, Why don't you go first here, James? That's a good idea. That way I can't ring the bell even if I tried. Brandon, uh, I I hate this game, to be blatantly honest, and and the potential (laughs) of Brandon Marshall being out worries me even more. But you know what? I'm gonna take the points. I think these teams are pretty much even. I know Arrowhead is tough, but I just am not feeling the Chiefs mojo right now. I hated the way they looked against the Titans. Obviously, they looked crappy against San Diego and found a way to pull it out. I just don't feel good about Kansas City right now. And not that I love the Jets, but I think I'm gonna lean the Jets. So I'm gonna take the three points. Yes! <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> my, my that was the
0: best ring music. the bell in the history of ring the bells. <laughs>
1: well, let's let's not oversell it. No, but it was pretty I good. Tried. Well, again, <laughs>
0: going back to the little John Barterd voice thing, it's hard to beat that. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, I
1: don't know. Uh, I think I just kind of wanted to ring the bell because uh, it's been so long since I've this done. This is what it. I but, did
0: last week. I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll take Andy Reid. I feel like I I do respect the Jets, and I feel like you know they only lost, I believe, and... In week one by one point to the Bengals. Obviously, they took care of business against the Bills. So I think the Jets are, you know, a good team here. And uh, but overall, I think I, I like Kansas City at home. I think Big Red gets it done, and I think the Chiefs win.
0: How about that? Look at I, – I honestly, after my 0-3 last week, I was like, no matter what, I will not pick the opposite three games from Brandon. <laughs> yep. So that's what happens. All right, Brandon, uh, before we get out of here, are there any final thoughts, sir? And, again, make sure everyone checks us out. Saturday, 4 to 6 on Sports Radio WIP 94.1 on your FM dial as Brandon, John, and I will be there. Brandon, uh, any thoughts on, uh, on your uh, – return to the podcast
1: well it's good to be back james i'm glad to be here with you uh you know it's it's always good uh the, the radio show on wp has been very fun and thanks to everyone listening we hope you do listen to that like as you said on starting at four on sports radio 94 wip on saturday uh i, I think you know it's it's really exciting to be you know and to be interested in this team right now i think they're an intriguing team obviously carson wentz being the main focus here and i feel like you know, the Eagles do have a chance this weekend. Again, I'm not saying they're the favorite. I'm probably not even going to pick them to win the game, but I feel like they enter this game with a chance to win. And, and, James, just think about how crazy it would be if they beat the Steelers. Oh, and not only because, like, it's, it's a win over the Steelers, but then there's the bye week the next week. So it's just going to be, like, two weeks of people being like, oh, my gosh, this team. You know they can go to the playoffs. They can maybe they can even you know make it to the championship game or or you know what I mean. And people are going to start looking ahead to Detroit coming up after the bye, and people are going to think start thinking four zero. So I mean, uh, this winning this week would be so huge. Uh, I think the Eagles have a chance. I'm not going to pick them to get it done. I'm going to pick them to lose twenty eight twenty four. But I do think it's going to be a close game. I do think it's going to be an interesting game uh, for sure.
0: See, I will keep my my pick for the uh, the sports radio WIP show, but Brandon just doesn't care. He's so excited to come back to the podcast. He just gives it. I love it, Brandon. Um, <laughs> as my final words, uh, I will echo what Brandon said, and we've it's kind of been the the the, the reigning chorus coming from us is that uh, you know it's okay to be excited about this right now. Okay, to be excited about Wentz and about Peterson um, because it is exciting. You know, we we have the chance to to. I have finally have the opportunity for the first time in a long time to call up all my buddies who are Jets fans and Bills fans. Yes, I know Bills fans and uh, you know fans of all these other teams and say, "Hey, my quarterback's better than yours," and that's awesome. And it feels amazing. And look, we've got a long time of that coming. It appears. Um, so it's all exciting. And just to echo again, uh, it is exciting to to be able to. Uh, do the sports radio wip show and to to talk to so many of you guys and again uh the people who called in and listen we We couldn't do it without you guys. We just were so grateful for uh, the opportunity to get to talk to you guys and interact with you guys. And uh, speaking of that, uh, John and I just did our first BGN remote, which was very cool down at the Fox and Out on Tuesday night. Uh, We are finalizing the list. We will be doing a remote every Tuesday uh, somewhere in or around Philadelphia. So um, we will get you more details on that once we have it. But um, we love meeting you guys. We love the the chance to interact and uh, so. So always feel free to, to come on out and hang out with us. Um, so that's going to do it. We Again, uh, you can hear from me and Brandon as well as John on Saturday, WIP. Uh, and then, of course, we'll have the recap show on Sunday after the game with Matt Daring and John Stolness and then just a whole host of of other programming. We're going to just try and keep you fully stocked. We hope you don't have to, to go to anywhere else in the iTunes uh, world other than us. Uh, So uh, again, we appreciate everything and uh, we look forward to talking to you on Saturday and next week. And maybe just maybe talking about a win over the Steelers. So again, for Brandon Lee and I am James Seltzer. This has been episode 189 of BGN radio. ready already right. I'm gonna take a shot at it because I haven't done it in a while,
2: so let's down the hall it in the on